Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. And we are back with another episode of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah Beth Pollock, and I'm here with the amazing Adam B. Carlson, the man who puts the alphabet to shame because, let's face it, it's really cool if you had ABC as, the, as your initials, and I can't think of a better person to have those initials than my partner in crime. Is it weird that I don't think of myself as a co-host whatsoever? Like, I think of you as the host and me as just the person here like the you know andy richter to your conan o'brien okay well in fairness if you've listened to the intro music it does say my name but that's just because this was all a test and we're still testing at this point i I I still i think i've i've kind of come on board with you adam and i think that every now and then i'm like are they really going to let us do this again and uh but your name is going to be there it's it's in the works so it's not the conan and andy show (laughs) But, <laughs> but I do think of you as my co-hosts because I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you. And, and um, it's funny because uh, I think we've mentioned this before, but Adam and I tend to talk a little bit before we record these things. And we were just talking about um, just, we were just talking about like the fact that, that we do have different opinions and we have, we kind of balance each other out. So I can't think of anybody better to be my co-host than somebody who will keep me in line and challenge my ideas. And I challenge his ideas and probably drive him nuts with my eternal optimism <laughs> towards certain shows. But hey, that's what we're here for. I just enjoy conversation. And yeah. of course, I enjoy the Walking Dead universe too. Otherwise, you know, what's this all about? Yeah, if exactly. I can't scuba, what's this all been about? <laughs> Well, you could, but it might be kind of difficult, you know, if you don't have like a place to scuba or, you know, anything like that, but you know, details, right? Right. (laughs) So, uh, so this week, let's see. So full disclosure, it's, so this is actually a really fun one. So if we're a little punchy, it's because it's about 945 at night where I am on the West coast. And that means it's, uh, it's today for me and tomorrow for Adam True. or today for Adam and yesterday for me. Yeah. You know, and you know what, Bill and Ted's coming out this week. So it's okay to think about time in a weird way because it's Bill and Ted week basically in my life. So I've already got it pre-ordered. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. I am so excited. Bill and Ted incidentally is the reason that I majored in history. I oh, fell that's in awesome. love with, yeah, my, my, I don't know what it says about the education system in San Diego, but um, one of my English teachers showed us Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in my seventh grade English class when she was on, I think she was on jury duty. And so she had the substitute teacher show that movie in class. And that was like our lesson. And from that day forward, I fell in love with history because I thought history could come to life too. 
and that's like that's why I absolutely love that movie and I could watch it I could watch it a million times it's it's one of my favorites so well, let's hope the walking dead never comes to life because I did not major in zombies <laughs> that was not offered when I went to went to school well, you know, it's funny. We should find that out because there are a lot of classes, there are a lot of colleges that offer zombie protection classes and uh, theories about zombies. And it's usually like, you know, really highbrow uh, biology stuff that we wouldn't understand anyway. Right. But, but we should look that up sometime. That's what, good. That'd be fun. out there. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, but it's, you know, we absolutely love being here talking about the walking dead and we love sharing this experience with you and and we've been really excited to see all the comments and questions and um and reviews coming in so keep those coming make sure you subscribe that's the best way to breathe life into our little podcast here because it gives us uh, the ability to say hey we have all these subscribers and we can do more and do bigger things because we have a fan base so Every review so true. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So this week, it's been a big week. Um, the last time I saw Adam, or the last time we, well, we still we're zooming, so I am seeing Adam right now zoom, in the zoom. podcast. Yeah. Um, we it was about a week. So it was a week ago, and yep. we had just gotten we we hadn't talked. But they released the key art for Fear the Walking Dead season six. And then a few days later, Undead Walking received an opportunity to debut an exclusive teaser for season six. And then just today, so today is still Tuesday for me, um, they AMC released the first episode of the season to the media. So I actually watched that earlier. And I can't tell you anything about it until September 28th, unfortunately. But I have a big smile on my face, so you know how <laughs> you you must know how I th- what I think of it. But uh, I'm actually curious to know what Adam thinks of all of this because Adam and I have different opinions about the show. And so, what did you think? So let's start with the, let's start with the key art. You know, obviously okay. it's it's a uh, it's Morgan with his red eyes, and it's it's a really perplexing image because it's it's sinister and dark and kind of i mean everybody's been saying the season's going to be dark what did you think of that of that uh key art uh my first thought was the first thought that a lot of fans had about when they first saw it is uh morgan's awesome but where's everybody else mm-hmm. uh, i know that uh fear the walking dead is more of a show about all the survivors and th- i'd like to see more focus on the group instead of one particular character. However, I do understand that the major talking point from Fear the Walking Dead at this point is whether or not Morgan is dead after getting shot with those walkers closing in on him. So yeah, I understand why the poster is him. I don't understand the red eyes because I don't, I haven't really seen a lot of that before. I don't know if this is some survival thing. I don't think it's him turning into a walker or anything like that. Um, but it does cast a lot of question as to will he get saved? What happens when when or if he gets saved? Does he get bitten? And do they find some way to work with that bite? I mean, there's a ton of questions. And we've already seen that uh, the person who shot him 
doesn't know what happened because she took off and the walkers started showing up. That's right. So we've got a lot of questions here that I don't know the answer to. And this key art doesn't help to answer them. But the darkness of the picture combined with the red of the lettering and the blood of red of the eyes, visually, it's a very appealing poster. Absolutely. And, and he does have some facial hair there. Um, and, and you know a thing or, a thing or two about facial hair. A little bit. So, uh, you know, that's, that's quite a bit of growth, I would say. If I, was, if I was gauging, like, where he was at the end of the season five finale and um, where he is in this picture. I mean, it looks like some time has passed. Was he clean-shaven in that finale? Uh, almost, yeah. Because remember, they'd been traveling a little bit before they got to that town. So I think he cleaned up a bit, but he, he wasn't smooth-faced, as I recall. So, a little bit of a five o'clock shadow, huh? Yeah. At about nine yeah, I've, I've at heard night. about the time jump that there would be one. I didn't know if it was going to be immediate. I didn't know if it was going to be taking place a little later, like after maybe maybe episode three or four. I don't know. But I guess from what I understand, there will be a time jump. And this photo of Morgan definitely seems to be from a ways down the road, unless getting bitten by a zombie accelerates your hair growth. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the science of zombies. Like I said, I didn't take the classes. <laughs> it's the new Rogaine. Walker. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've always praised Lenny James. I love his acting. The character Morgan has always been a complicated, kind of dividing character where fans either seem to love him or hate him. And right now, with so much focus on his survival and his place in the storyline in Fear the Walking Dead, I think that this poster, this key art, I should say, not poster, uh, hit at just the right time to get a little bit of excitement going for the show. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you've seen this on, uh, on social media or not, but I saw a picture that somebody, a screen cap of something of a, a screen cap from season one where Morgan's wife was walking towards the house and she had red eyes. That is true. Jenny's eyes were very red. Yeah. So I think it's weird because I haven't seen the red eyes. Like, I, aside from her, like, I don't know what that means, but I think that's kind of interesting. I don't want to say, like, he stuck off and smoked a little bit too much and <laughs> found some Doritos or Cheetos hiding somewhere in the apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's uh It's not that kind of red. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But uh I think that it's I think it's interesting that you have um I I think that the message is also interesting, the past is dead, because I I know from my from my standpoint, I've been seeing everything as being a setup for season six. Like four and five were a setup for season six. So to say the past is dead, it kind of suggests that everything that we knew before is now thrown out the door. And from what they've been doing with the trailers, you don't have that hopeful feeling that we've seen in the past. Everything looks pretty damn dark and dismal and not happy. And, uh, you know, it's, it'll be interesting. I have to pretend like I don't know what I'm talking about right now because I... <laughs> but those words are really interesting. It for the past is dead. 
because mm-hmm. on World Beyond, aren't zombies called the past? They're called empty, like that? empties. Okay, who called them the past? Someone did. Yeah, you're right. Somebody. I did. don't remember who it was. Hmm. But somebody did, and when I heard that, that's the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, yeah, the past are dead. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and and it's interesting when you have a character like Morgan with that message. It's an interesting message given his, um, you know, given how long he's been with the show. I mean, he's he was there from day one. And yeah. popped up in different areas and then, you know, was came back as a regular character. And now he's a regular character on the new series and or on the, the spinoff series, companion series, whatever they call it now, since it <laughs> isn't just a companion right. anymore. Um, so it's, but it's hard. I mean, like that, that says a lot about potential stories um, because I think it is kind of genuine, generally accepted to say that, you know, I saw for a him survey. letting go of that past is would be massive for him moving forward because there are things that he has done even recently in Fear the Walking Dead that he stopped doing because of his past. Right. Like he wouldn't open up his heart because he still had Jenny in his heart because he was still thinking about Dwayne. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So for him, uh, we saw kind of hints of a rebirth of his after he trained with Eastman on the walking dead. And, uh, but we've also seen him flip flop so many times between being clear Morgan, pacifist Morgan. We've seen all these different Morgans mm-hmm. and it'd be nice for him to put all that in the past and just be Morgan. Right. Right. And I think that's, I mean, that I think that is actually so true because we it's hard to even say like who is Morgan because even the original Morgan that we meet when he's with Dwayne like he's mourning the loss of his wife like he's right like who is he and and we never actually got to meet normal Morgan yeah and and you know it doesn't matter because we're in a, a world where nobody has nobody's insulated from what's happened except maybe Jim the beer guy because he was holed up in his brewery for so long. Right. But look what happened. You step outside the brewery and, you know, you don't last too long in this world. So true. So it's, so I think that's kind of interesting. But it's, it's also interesting because um, I've seen several people, like that, that brings us to the teaser that Undead Walking got to reveal that had a little bit more footage. It had some new footage in there, new things, new ways of seeing scenes that we'd seen previously and some new stuff. And one of, you know, one of those new scenes uh, featured a man saying like, you don't want to get involved in this. And there were surveys, like some people say, Hey, that's Morgan. And other people say, no, that's not (laughs) Morgan. I I have to admit, I watched that scene. I don't know how many times and I still don't see Morgan in that person. Yeah. I've seen some of the screen caps too. And I'm definitely not sure. Yeah, uh, I, I would not be confident in saying that that's Morgan. I would not be confident in that at all. Like even the voice, none of it seems like it's Morgan. No, it doesn't match up well at all. But while we're talking about that promo, I will say that the horror fan in me kind of got a little interested by some of the points. Um, I, I enjoy watching as many horror movies as possible. 
most people know that uh, whether they're B horror movies or A list horror movies, I'll usually check them out. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with like uh, the collector or the collection, those movies. When I saw those, I started to think of the man that was doing the bounties with the heads in the boxes. And I thought that that was really interesting because that kind of lends on a horror base. And I know this is a horror based show. We're going to see zombies. We're going to see death. We're going to see blood. Uh, we're going to see guts. It's going to happen. But mm-hmm. Fear of the Walking Dead has kind of been lax in the horror category the last couple seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. The filthy woman with the tainted water. And it, it's like, I get that these characters haven't had to face a lot of horror other than the walkers themselves and a confrontation with an individual here or there or a small group. But the fact that we got to see that kind of horror, the collecting of heads, and then we saw what I, I, I think it's Alicia, I don't know, uh, strapped to like a torture room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, that also piqued my interest because, yeah, like I've said, I, I enjoy those horror movies and some of those torture horror movies are some of the best. So I don't know if they're trying to extract some information from her or what's going on there, but I'm interested to see that scene. Uh, there are plenty of scenes where people are either riding on a horse real fast or peeking in a window. And those kind of scenes themselves don't do a lot to pique my interest because a lot of those can be taken out of context or, you know, not be based in excitement, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But uh, but there were definitely some scenes that flashed by that made me say, okay, all right, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's, I remember you, you mentioning that, that, you know, that it, it did kind of pique your interest. And I think that that's kind of, I think it's a good sign for the season because it is so, different. I mean, you, you kind of get the sense right away that things are not the way they have been. And it doesn't look like anybody's in a good position right now. Unlike, you know, the, the season four finale vis-a-vis the season five premiere, like, you know, that was, that wasn't, yeah, the plane crashed and everything, but they'd been doing <laughs> pretty well prior to the plane crashing. Like, Nothing horrible had happened. This is a very different situation. We're coming into a situation knowing that everybody's been split up and knowing that things are bad and that people aren't, aren't in a good place. And, um, you know, so I, I think that's going to be, I think that, that these teasers have really highlighted that sense of dread and urgency that I think they want us to see. Well, those early seasons, well, not early seasons, but... Uh, seasons four and five were a lot more rainbows and unicorns mm-hmm. than they were violence and horror and gore. Uh, we saw like a superhero-ish aspect to the survivors who are wanting to save everybody. Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of togetherness aspects, which is fine. Uh, celebration and uh, wanting to save everybody's life. I, I, I understand it. I do. But it was taken, being taken to absurd levels. I kept waiting for that kind of stuff to just bite them in the butt over and over and over. Because as we've seen on The Walking Dead numerous times, you can't trust a lot of survivors. Mm-hmm. You really can't. You don't know what their history is. You don't know what their intentions are. Right. But now we've got this larger group that's full of just a ragtag assortment of people. 
and a bunch of kids that they found in the woods. <laughs> As one and does. I'm, yeah, that's the, every time I go to the woods, I come back with like two extra kids and I'm like, where'd these come from? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like cats. <laughs> splitting bullets with knives and, you know, hot air balloons that are magical and Okay, but the hot air balloon one, I, I, yeah, I have to say, because I live in San Diego and there are hot air balloons all over the damn place. So that to me, I, I was surprised that people were so offended by that because <laughs> if there was an apocalypse tomorrow, I could take us on a hot air balloon. Like I know where they are. Those episodes Hell, of Fear the Walking Dead, I was trying to like draw maps. I was like, <laughs> okay, so where are they flying over here that they couldn't get to before? With the roads, but those people drove there, and now <laughs> I was just going back and forth and back and forth in my head, trying to figure this out, and I couldn't. Yeah, no, I, I can see that, but having visited the set, I can tell you, I didn't realize that there were mountains. Like, when you look at the scenery in Austin, like, it's, like, flat, but what you don't realize is that there's these cliffs in the middle of, no, like, you don't even know they're there. Like, and it apparently... um this is a, a slight tangent, but apparently like they used to use those for like running livestock off cliffs and stuff. Like that was like part of the local lore, like because they were there. Like that's, that's, I, I had no idea it was like that. I thought it was just flat. Yeah. So that, that all that was very confusing to me. And then of course, as I've mentioned to Sarah Beth several times, uh, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've been sober over eight years now going on nine and uh for me i lost a lot of interest in the in fear of the walking dead when alcohol and beer became such a large part of the storyline uh making it so that beer saved people's lives that was tough for me uh and i understand that that part of the storyline was because of the poisoning and that was their way of undoing the what the filthy woman did i understand that uh but for me personally, it just hit me in a bad spot. So maybe my distaste for a lot of Fear of the Walking Dead is more personal than it is logical. But I'm just kind of waiting for a lot of that to move past mm -hmm. so that I can see what's going on in the future. And as I've told Sarah Beth as well, I am patient. I'm willing to see where the story is taking me. I felt the abrupt change during those two seasons. But that abrupt change, even if I didn't like a lot of the episodes in there, or I didn't like the direction the show was going at the time, I do feel they're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Now, what that destination is, I don't know. Will I like that destination? Will the show start appealing to me a little bit more? I hope so. But again, they do have to win me back because right now I'm not 100% in Team Fear of the Walking Dead. There are parts I like, there's characters I like, but overall... I'm a little bit encouraged by the teaser, but I'm not 100% in yet. I'm waiting to see how these storylines and scenes play out. And I know it's such a short teaser that there's not a lot going on. They're not allowed to show any extended versions of those. And you've already seen it all from the first episode. So you're probably sitting there just wanting to talk to me about some of these dying, changes. but Dying to tell you. <laughs> oh, so many things. But yeah, there's going to need to be some changes happening. And I know that they're going in a direction. I just need to see what direction that is. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's totally fair. And I think, 
you know, I, I've said this all along that I, I think that fear, we were just talking about this before we started recording that um, fear is a show that could have really benefited from being released as an ant, like all at once, like on Netflix, you know, like the way they do that with, right. you know, I think it's a very bingeable show that if you see it all together, like I think as a, as an episodic uh, weekly show, you tend to lose a lot of that, uh, a lot of the urgency to see what happens. But it, and it also like the past two seasons in a lot of ways are very similar, I think, to season two of The Walking Dead, where you had you were just in the same place or the same thing was happening, the same thing, different day, you know, like, OK, well, Lori's pregnant. Maybe let's go to the drugstore walkers, <laughs> you know, like, let's go over here. Walkers like let's go here. Walkers like it's kind of it got kind of repetitive. And so I understand the frustration, but it's certainly nothing that hasn't happened before. And I, I mean, I, I, so I, I absolutely respect that. And I know it's, it seems like it's a massive departure from season three, but at the same time, if you think of it as a cyclical show, um, I think that the showrunners, Andrew Chambliss and, and Ian Goldberg, I think they're, they're really good at the long game. And I think that they were given a mission, um, you know, that they wanted to set this up. And I think that that season six is the culmination of everything that they set up. And they, if you don't have buy-in, if you don't care about the characters, now we, we do care about the characters. I mean, if you started whacking people off in season four that you just introduced, like that would be kind of a bummer, you know, like, right. I, I don't care about John Dory. Like he's just <laughs> that dude that was hanging out with Morgan. Like, okay. But if you kill John, John Dory now, that would cause a problem, you know? And then now that you have John and June, People are invested in that relationship. They want to see what happens. You can't kill John and June. Or can But there you? are characters that still need to be explored a lot more. And that yes. I didn't see much from during the teaser. I will say that although she does did get a little bit of a romantic angle, I don't understand where they're going with Al and why they were focused so much on the videos and all that. I just... A lot of that, the filming of everything and then the first person filming episodes where you were seeing through the lens of the camera those were kind of off-putting so i'm hoping to see less of those and i want to learn more about who l is and what she wants rather than what she does right right because who you are is not what you do all the time you know right right i i i really think that as a narrative device, I think that those videos were kind of cool because it allowed people to kind of step out of the story into a different aspect of the story. You know, like I, I would, I would love, and it's really weird, but if you think about it, if the videos that Deanna created of Rick and everybody, as they came into Alexandria, if they right. were able to survive this long, can you imagine going back and being able to watch the lost footage <laughs> of, you know, you could have Steven Yoon come back and record and, and do flashbacks of what he was telling Deanna, whatever he told her yeah. or Lauren Cohan. Like it gives you a really cool narrative device if you use it properly. Now I'm not saying that's what they did here, but I think there was, I, I absolutely believe that there's a reason for it. And we just don't know what it is and, you know, what happens. I mean, my question is, what happens if those tapes fall into the wrong hands? Because we did see that. Right. We saw that where 
the wrong people saw the videos and set things up. And we saw, you know, we know that CRM is out there. So what if they got a hold of it? Because we know Isabel's out there somewhere. And we know that CRM is out there. And we know that the world is connected. So what if the wrong people were watching those videos? I don't know. All they had, would have to do is pretend like they're in trouble. Then the superheroes from Fear the Walking Dead would be like, hey, come here. We want to help you. And then you could walk right into their house and they'd feed you and then you could massacre them all from the inside. Well, you could do that or, <laughs> or you could, uh, you could take their oil or their, you know, like there, there's so many things like it kind of introduced this, this ability to, to, um, cause a lot of problems if they wanted to go that direction. But I, but again, I totally, I totally get it. And I think that, um, I'm really just interested in seeing how this vibe plays out because it is just so different. And so, um, dark i don't want to keep saying dark but everybody's saying dark so it's like that's that's just the only way i can really describe it yeah everybody's been saying dark and i i don't know i i want to see the mood of the entire series shift because mm-hmm. as i said before it was all too bright sunshiny save kids and all that not i i get it but i want to see more of what makes a walking dead show the walking dead but i don't want to see a carbon copy of the walking dead. Right. And I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that it's really going to be interesting to see how they step out of that while also building the larger, um, the larger universe, because now that we have, uh, now that we have world beyond beginning, that could tie in at some point. Like now we have these really interesting possibilities. So now it's like, how does, how does this all fit together and how could it fi- fit together if it did, which is interesting because, you know, if you figure like going back to that map that Virginia had in her office of all our communities, like they were all over the place. Yeah. So what does that mean? What does that, what does that open up and how do you explore those stories or does that open up the ability to have a limited series about another group that you meet? Like, the possibilities are really endless and it's really exciting to, to think about not and I knowing like at all. Virginia as a villain, I really do. And I, and having so many assets available for her, whether mm-hmm. it's people, weapons, space, walkers, whatever makes her a massive threat. Mm-hmm. But they also need to add those side threats. Yeah. Which is what we're seeing, I think, maybe. Maybe with the collector guy. It's, it's getting the heads, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. with Torture Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny because I, in a weird way, if you think about all of the villains of The Walking Dead, and you think about, you know, everybody's always comparing the, the governor and you, the governor and Negan. Right. You know, and the governor was a psychopath who didn't follow any rules except his own. Like if, if if he was in a good place, then you're in a good spot. If I'd say more of a sociopath. Place, yeah, that too. He had a little <laughs> bit of everything going on. He had a nice just mixture. Kind of, yeah, just kind of you know, you want to have a he was a bit of a zoologist. He had a you know an aquarist. Aquarist, <laughs> you know, he had a lot of stuff going on. Um, true Renaissance man. The Absolutely. But uh, I I think that you know that's I think Virginia is a really interesting mixture because she has that sociopath quality to her 
She does. And she also has that flamboyance of Negan, but at least Negan had a code that he kind of lived by. And I know, you know, again, I know that that's a controversial, uh, you know, how does somebody who right. may or may not have issues with things, um, you know, how does someone like that have a code? But we know that he, you know, he saw people as a resource. So when you have someone like Virginia, who's very willing to get rid of somebody who doesn't serve a purpose anymore, then you have to worry about, well, how, what happens if I run it, you know, if my purpose is served. Right. And that makes her a really intriguing threat because, you know, you never know when your number's up. And she's also the type, like the governor, where if you just don't, you know, not only does she not have a code that she lives by, she has no problem just offing you to make a, to send a message. You know, like when, like when she sent the herd after everybody on the bridge, like that right. was a very calculated move. It was absolutely, but it didn't have to happen. Like if they had agreed to her terms, you can argue that she wouldn't have done that, but she did it to punish them. Yeah. That was a lot more of a Negan move than it was a governor move. And let's all hope that she never makes a Gareth move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could take that again. Cause that really messed with me. <laughs> that, that, that whole thing really really messed with me every time the walking dead like toes the line of things that could happen in real life it freaks me yeah. out like i'm not i'm actually not even worried about walkers at this point i feel like i could take on a walker so easily but man you put me in like like slaughterhouses freak me out i mean i'm a vegetarian so they already freaked me out but yeah slaughterhouses and people that you just don't know like who live by their own rules and having to figure out how what those rules are and 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 not even knowing if you're safe even if you play by the rules like oh yeah that i still think one of the most disturbing things ever in the walking dead universe was the scene with the claimers and carl oh yeah i I sat there looking at the tv and i I just kept asking myself are they gonna do this is this something they're really gonna do yeah yeah which is, it's really interesting because, again, going back to Bill and Ted, because, <laughs> you know, of course, um, I, so as a history major, I, like, I go through phases where I get really interested in, in random subjects, and I, I had this whole thing about pirates. Yeah. And that thing that the claimers did, like, the way they kind of were functioning is very much how, like, if you've ever wondered, like, how pirates got new pirates there's like different methods like either you say like oh i'm going to become a pirate now or you could be captured and if you're not killed you're claimed in exactly the same way of what they were trying what they were about to do and they would do that over and over and over again until you just submit and then become pirate it's very weird i've read several books on this not on that specifically but i just i was on a pirate kick for a while I was on a pirate kick and then I was on a Julius Caesar kick and read like all these books about the Rubicon. And like, I, I get into things, I, I get into weird things. And then it, yeah. Pirates though, very much a pirate move. And that it's, that is very much a real life thing that happens. It, it happened across history and it still happens today. You see that in, in very bad situations all over the world where people will do that to either intimidate somebody or, um, make them submit it's it's a very interesting and horrible thing 
Yeah, every week when the show's running, Sarah L. does our WTF moments over on I'm Dead Walking, and she does a fantastic job. But sometimes those WTFs aren't WTF enough. So let's see if Fear the Walking Dead can kick it up a notch and really make us say WTF this, this time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm really excited. October 11th cannot come fast enough. And um, actually, I'm really looking forward to October 18th because I already know about October 11th. it's it's really bothering me i now have the countdown of when of how long i can have to wait you still don't have october 4 well yeah i know i haven't even gotten i i'll i've well world beyond i saw the second episode of that it's really good but yeah it's hard it's it's not all that it's cracked up to be having these secrets it really isn't it's true if i had to sit on them i would hate it and so i'm kind of glad i don't I get to watch it when AMC premiere airs them, which I hope they do this year. Yes. I don't know if that's part of their plans or not. I'd assume it is because that's some pretty good revenue that AMC premiere. So hopefully AMC rolls with that. If not, I'm going to be working my tail off on Sundays between the walking dead and my, my coverage of the Minnesota Vikings. Sad yeah, face. Gonna, I, I, I do not envy you that at all. <laughs> Now and it's uh, it's funny because I uh, I you may have uh, you may have caught our our Sunday podcast which was uh, featuring an interview with Alexa Nysenson right and she plays Charlie on the show she's been on the show for two seasons now she's just and wonderful isn't she she is the most amazing person to talk to and. I know this This actually freaks Adam out because he didn't realize this. She's 14. Right. I, I did not realize that. She is one of the youngest members, even among the World Beyond cast, who are like purposefully supposed to be young people. Um, she is younger than most of them who play people her age. So it's it's a weird thing. And so when she was filming, when she first came on the show, she was actually 11 or 12. Right. Think about that. Think about that because that is just think about what you were doing at 11 or 12 and then think about being on the walking dead or fear the walking dead or world beyond at 11 or 12 can you imagine i couldn't i i'll be honest i have a bit of a sketchy memory of my youth so i don't even know how much i remember being 11 (laughs) i just i i i I think everything would depend on the scenes you're doing and when you have someone um you know when when we talked, I said that I, you know, I would collect some questions from fans. And so a lot of people wanted to know what it was like when she found out that she would be the one to kill um, Nick Clark, Frank Delane. Right. And it was a really interesting story because if you can imagine what, um, I mean, imagine being 11 years old or 12 years old and finding out that you're going to be the one to kill a main character. Can you imagine? Right. And, I couldn't um, imagine that. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's insane. And so I thought it was really interesting her response to that. And I think I think it's worth kind of talking a little bit about just because you know we're living in a time when people are very passionate and they're passionate about a lot of things. And obviously, the Walking Dead family is very passionate about the shows and the 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 universe and the actors and the characters. And um, so 
the way Alexa described it is she was, she said that when she, when the episode aired, which was, you know, just a couple of years ago, so she was, I think she was 12 by the time she saw it, but she was 11 when she filmed it. Um, she got phone calls from Scott M. Gimple, uh, Mike Satrazimus, um, you know, the cast members, like people from across the Walking Dead cast and crew. And they just wanted to praise her performance because it was an incredible performance. I mean, she she's was an excellent to- actress. She's had wonderful episodes since arriving on Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. And especially once I learned that she wasn't, you know, 15, 16. <laughs> it, it does put it, it puts a, a, a twist on the way you see that. And it's, uh, you know, and then, I mean, the, like she started out as a double agent. Like at first you think she's there. I mean, she's kind of in a lot of ways, she's like Enid. <laughs> in a way because you don't really know what Eden, Enid's backstory was in The Walking Dead until you get the backstory. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't like, trust her. Yeah, like she was just this orphan and, you know, supposedly lost her parents. So Madison and Nick and everybody was trying to help um, trying to help her find her parents and and they'd go out on runs and everything and she'd point them in a direction and whatever. And then it turned out she was a double agent because she was actually conveying all of this information to the vultures and the vultures wanted the ballpark and you know, that's what led to Madison's death was the vultures and like their right. involvement. And uh, so you could say that she, you know, Charlie was the one who, who instigated that, but then if, if maybe indirectly, but then directly, she was the one who shot Nick Clark because yes. he was, you know, he was about to hurt or he was, you know, he was in that confrontation with like the last person that she knew from the vultures. Like, so she, you know, she reacted and ended up her either way. She was going to hurt somebody that, that she had real feelings for. And she, you know, she ended up uh, killing Nick Clark. And so Alexa was saying that she had, uh, she got calls from everybody saying like, what a great performance she did. But they also, you know, were trying to prepare her for what was going to happen. And I think that was the part that like, I was listening to her talk in the interview, just thinking, oh my God, like, I can't even imagine, you know, she, her, her social media is monitored by her parents. So she's not just on social media, even now, um, you know, without some supervision, but can you imagine being 12 years old and having people come at you saying, not just, you know, I, I think it's a form of praise and as an actor, if you can really piss people off to a level to where you're <laughs> like, wow, I've, I've done this thing, you know, even though I've gotten rid of a fan favorite, I, I, I think there's still some praise there. Cause if you can do it and you do it well enough, people will be outraged. And I think that kind of teaches, you know, that, that helps. Well, but- let's, let's divert for a second here because I want to talk about that. Uh, playing a bad guy is always amazing when you, oh, yeah. one of the main things, I don't know if, this is something people might not know about me. I watch wrestling, professional wrestling. Now, the good guys, the good guys sell the merchandise. They'll make you the money. The bad guys, the bad guys are the ones that get that merchandise sold. If you can put that good guy up against a good bad guy, you can have an amazing match, amazing feud, and it'll mm-hmm. push that merchandise right out the window. You'll have fans on the edge of their seats and cheering. Uh, those bad guys are what makes those good guys. Because let's be honest, the, the Walking Dead listeners can tune out for a second while I talk wrestling. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, one of the best wrestlers of all time, according to a lot of people, most popular. Guess what? He was never really that good of a wrestler. For him, it was more about the look, the fans. 
he always went against these opponents that people just absolutely hated. The Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Andre the Giant was probably the Brain Heenan. These are all really bad guys. Not right. Now, were they acting as bad guys? Of course. But, man, even if you look and see, like, the Iron Sheik, the number of people that hated him just because of his gimmick and his acting, and then he'd go behind the curtain, and, you know, of course, they'd shake hands, and they'd be like, great match. See, you know, see you later. Hopefully we can do it again in the next town. <laughs> now, Fear the Walking Dead, when they establish a good villain – they don't have to stick to it being a villain, just like in wrestling. Those mm-hmm. villains can make a face turn. Now, Charlie's made that face turn, and fans have kind of forgotten about when she was a heel, which is a term for the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Now, back when she was doing the bad guy routine, people sure hated her. I was watching videos of reactors, seeing people tweeting about how much they hated this little girl, how much they wanted to see her die. And I, I, I hope, I 100% hope that they're talking about the character. And I know that a lot of people on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, have trouble separating characters from actors mm-hmm. just because that's what they see. But coming at someone with that kind of hostility based on a TV show that isn't real. Right. That's harsh. And we've seen adults leave social media because of a lot of these kind of things. The bullying, the harassment, all that sorts of things. I can't imagine being 12 years old or 13, 14 and having to go to Twitter and sit next to my mom who's managing my, my social media account and scroll through people telling me how much they hate me. That would hurt. It would hurt like hell. I mean, that, I, I think, you know, I think the flip side of that, because I think a lot of people, you know, they will make the argument that it's, you know, oh, well, you're a public figure, so you have to be able to do that. Okay. But imagine if it was your kid and you were the parents sitting there having to explain why people hate your child. And, and it, yeah. you know, it's, it's not easy. And I think, you know, I think sometimes our passion tends to, it, it tends to overshadow reason sometimes. Like you don't have to tell people, you know, that you don't like their character. You can critique a character. That's, that's fair. You can critique a performance. True. If you keep it civil, that's fair too. And I don't think anybody would say, you know, that that would be unfair. And, and obviously, Alexa Nysenson is one hell of an actress because look at that performance and close your eyes. Like, she, yeah. and uh, along with Alicia Debnam Carey, like, that was one of the top five episodes of the entire series. It's true. It, regardless of if you like the direction of season four, season, doesn't matter. That was an incredibly powerful episode. So there's no question that she, you know, that she's a good, a good actor and that she, you know, that she's doing a good job because obviously like. I know I've praised her in several articles, whether it was a review or in writing an article about 
her winning awards from different websites for her acting. Uh, she's very good at what she does. Yeah. She is. She seems like a professional, even yeah. at her young age, which is amazing. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, she's, I mean, she is at the prime, you know, this is, this is when, I mean, she has a very long, long, uh, I, I mean, her career is just going to be incredible no matter how long she stays on the show or Absolutely. what she does next. And, you know, like you were saying, look how many members, like even of the Walking Dead cast have left social media because of, of the comments and the death, yeah. the death threats and the, you know, I, I can't even fathom, you know, I mean, you think of Josh McDermott, you think of Alana Masterson, you think of, I think Christian Serrato's left for a while. Andrew Lincoln won't even get on Twitter. Um, you know, some, some members of the cast have accounts, but don't, don't go to them regularly. Um, Melissa McBride would be a perfect example of that. It'd be kind of fun to sit down with some of these other actors that had those big moments where they killed another character, like, It'd be interesting to sit down with Jeffrey Dean Morgan and hear the reactions he got from the scene with Glenn and Abraham. I know that he's a professional actor and he's been doing it for a long time. So a lot of that was probably just water off the duck's back, but I bet Mm. you he got some doozies. Yeah. Yeah. He still does. I mean, there are, there are people and that's what makes our, our fandom so fun is I, I actually enjoy seeing all of the different, you know, the the arguments of by arguments i mean discussions because not like the right not the bad ones but you know i think it's interesting to see how many people will never forgive negan for what he did so it doesn't matter what he does in their mind they could never they could never accept that and i think that that makes for such an interesting and and you know a full experience of a show when you have those discussions and you have, I mean, that, that's a testament to the characters and to the actors that, you know, they've been written so well that people are passionate about it and that they are portrayed so well that people want to, to have these discussions. Um, you know, so I think that that, that really, uh, that's really a testament to it. But I think that it's really important, especially with everything that's going on in the world to really stop and think like if, if you're, 50 years old or 40 years old or 30 years old, or I don't even care if you're 15 and you're sitting there attacking a 14 year old who was 12 at the time over a performance. I think that, you know, you probably need to to take a step back and take a breath and, and just, you know, take a minute and reflect on things and, and, consider whether or not you need to, to make that statement or if there's a better way to frame it so that you're not, you know, because I, I will be perfectly honest with you, Adam. Like I, I get it. I get passion. I, I understand it. I, 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 I totally understand it. Um, but it, it makes me a little uncomfortable even when people say like, I want this character to die. <laughs> it, it's a weird thing. It's just such a weird it's so weird to me. Like I get it. I understand it. I've even thought it in the past with certain characters, Yeah. maybe not in the walking dead universe, but you know, like I, I understand why, but when you, when you see people who are just constantly like kill that person, kill that person, can't wait for this person to die. want this to can't wait to see this death. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just pandemic me saying like, wow, I just, I'm 
I, I, I need something a little different, <laughs> but it does make me like, it, even with the characters, it's a little weird. What's even better is when you got people cheering for a death because they know it's coming in the comics and then here comes the swerve and they survive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like uh, like Ezekiel head on the pike. <laughs> oh my God. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said like, Oh yeah, he's his, it's coming. It's coming. I'm like, man, don't ruin it. Like I don't, I didn't know that was going to happen. And then it didn't happen. And people were just <laughs> either elated or completely frustrated that it didn't happen. It's like, well, surprise surprise <laughs> guess what you gotta deal with ezekiel longer and then yeah. they took ezekiel and they changed his story a little bit they made him more sympathetic they gave fans a lot more reason to care about him and now ezekiel is a little bit more beloved than he was before yeah and you're not hearing as much about him no no and it's uh you know, he's still caught in a a weird love triangle Oh, don't bring that up. I'm not going to bring. Well, we have to mention love. We have to. No, we don't. Get to your, we, we have to somehow get to your article. Blood, about the Walking Dead. Guts, no love. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get it on to the Walking Dead. <laughs> you it's shouldn't. The, the binge worthy. If you want to Netflix and chill, watch the Walking Dead. Oh, no. We have, to, we have to make that happen. Every time we talk about this, we have to. Every podcast has to mention that article. That's just the best thing ever. But what we should have done is we should have done a, a a poll on Twitter. Have you ever gotten it on while watching The Walking <laughs> Dead? <laughs> oh God! You know, I don't know if you've ever. Uh, oh God! What's the what is it called? The House. Is it the House. It's a Will Ferrell movie, and it's yeah. Like, it, I think it's called The House. But like it is the, called The House. It is. When like, they put the casino in the living room? Yes, yes, I love that movie. I absolutely adore that movie. I don't know why I like it so much. I watch too many movies, way too many. Uh, I, I love that one. But it's funny because that's like how they bond with their daughter. And uh, it's, it's um, <laughs> they, they watch The Walking Dead and they like, they're in bed together with their daughter who's about to go to college and they're watching the walkers and like, and they mimic like being stabbed in the head and like, <laughs> I mean, so I guess some, you know, some people do like have really intense family moments that maybe involve making families yeah i don't know definitely definitely could be possible yeah yeah you never know <laughs> and uh and i think that's all the more reason because when you consider the age range of our fans now i mean it's it's the show's been on for 10 years the comics are yeah. what 16 17 years old at this point right. if you started watching the show when you were 15 now you're 25 if you were 20 when you started watching the show, you could be 30 and you could be watching it with your 10 year old. Yeah, absolutely. Could. You know, so now we're getting into like the next generations of fans who are watching with their parents. And so it, it puts a different spin on, you know, like, okay, really, are you going to attack a 14 year old or 12 year old about a performance? Or are you just going to say that wasn't for me and move on? Like, you know, I think that's, I think that's important to kind of keep that in mind, especially, I think it's, it's really important considering that we're about to start a new show with new cast members, yeah. new characters, and obviously we're not going to like all of them. I, I will actually go on record right now saying that I do not like one of the characters. I think the actress is probably great. I've met her. I think she's, she's a great person. 
her character it's like andrea for me on the show like i'm already <laughs> i i've watched two episodes and i'm already like okay i'm done with you do i want her to die no because i think she's critical to the story but i am not in love with the character and that's right. okay it's okay because it makes now unlike you experience. i didn't love nick so when Nick was shot and Nick died, that was an OMG moment for me. I sat there with my jaw on the ground <laughs> because one of my favorite characters was bleeding out. And I was trying to figure out if they were going to be able to save him. And I was just panicking because I love the show and I love the character. But I wasn't quite ready to say goodbye yet because he felt like such an integral part of the story. And it was, I mean, that was a different, that was definitely a, uh, a WTF moment. And Absolutely. Um, if you guys could see, I wish you could see what we're doing right now. We're, we're talking and, and Adam's cat is making a guest appearance. <laughs> and if you didn't know better, you would say that his cat is uh, cosplaying Skidmark. It's true. I can see yes. that. We absolutely love Skidmark. And you know what? Adam's cat is a Skidmark cosplayer. That's awesome. that's That's why i've been kind of a little bit distracted here because he's he sees something outside he likes and he wants me to let him out but he ain't going nowhere (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah unlike that cat on the walking dead you ain't leading nothing here (laughs) hey that cat is the best thing i won't say the best thing that happened in season five but it's one of my favorite things to ever happen on the show because (laughs) it's a cat and it's on the walking dead yeah, I, I hate that there was a cat that, that's leading Beta to the hospital. That, that makes me mad. It's like, don't blame the cat. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that was. But, you know, it's it, every now and then, it, you know, new tangent, but every now and then you do wonder, like, you know, there's always these questions about how do things function? Like, we've, we've seen slow-moving creatures like possums not fare so well. We've yeah. seen dogs not fare so well, which are kind of surprising because I would think dogs would have a better chance than possums and you know maybe raccoons and you know obviously things that you can hunt have a different different thing but i've always wondered why we don't see more cats in the apocalypse and <laughs> again because i was a history major i think it's a really interesting thing and and adam can confirm i'm not looking at anything right now i will close my eyes and i will tell you that in 1347 there was a, a ship that arrived in the italian port of messina in italy and it was carrying a flea which was named, it, the, the species was Chiapas xenophilia, and that's where the bubonic plague came from. And everybody freaked out, and they thought that it was all about the, it was all about the, the dogs, so they killed the dogs. Then they thought it was the cats, so they killed the cats, but it was actually the fleas that were on the rats, and that's how the plague spread so fast through Europe in 1347, also known as the Black Death. <laughs> so that makes me wonder why we haven't had plagues. See, there's True. a point there. There was a point there, and the point was the plague. We See, your cat. point's way smarter than mine. <laughs> I was just going to say that I wanted to find the Twitter handle of that cat that plays on The Walking Dead and send it some hate mail. Oh, like, why did you lead those zombies to the hospital? <laughs> or school? I don't know. It's What building is that? It's a hospital, I, right? Yeah, I think they said hospital. I think it's, it's, I think it's hospital, which, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Tonight's podcast is sponsored by bill and ted's excellent adventure or whatever the new <laughs> one is face the music it is but, uh, i wish it was that it would, would be, be awesome so cool. that would be 
so awesome. Totally <laughs> awesome. You but can yeah, tell be Adam nice and to... I are both are both children of the eighties because like we both say totally awesome and awesome and <laughs> be nice bad. to actors. <laughs> be nice to cats. And if you love Fear the Walking Dead, that's awesome. If not, that's okay too. Just don't be a jerk about it. Yes, yes. It's actually I was actually thinking about this because uh Johnny O'Dell put a, a survey out on twi- on the walking the skybound Twitter page about uh the proportion of comments where people I saw that respond and say things like, you know, oh, that show's still on. And it's so funny to me because that's such a derivative statement. Like it's only funny the first time you see it. Right. Like the first person who ever did it, that was funny. And now it's just like eh. Do something else. Do something original. Say something, <laughs> right? say something different. Like make me laugh. Dance me for laugh. us. Make us laugh. Yes, yes. If you're gonna if you're gonna disparage <laughs> the show, like do something funny. But because it's been ten years, like we're we're still here, and and we just started this new podcast. The shows are still on. The, yeah, ten years into the apocalypse, and we're just starting a podcast. And here we are in the middle of the night talking about The Walking Dead. And it's true. Yeah. And Adam's cat is a good Mark cosplayer. So <laughs> the yeah. other cat will not be on camera because he is not as uh, photogenic or uh, sociable. So hey, well, you know what can you do? He was probably <laughs> one of the he would be the one to lead the the walker, the whispers to the hospital. He'd be yeah, much more likely. Yeah, yeah. So well, this has been a fun fun podcast i we always we never know where we're going to end up we kind of have a map but we end up in the weirdest places and um i feel like i need to go read some history books so i can throw out some new factoids next week factoids <laughs> Such a great i'll be word. honest i don't know much about history so anything you tell me i will probably be hearing for the first time <laughs> well you can always make it up i mean we just <laughs> i just you could and i'd probably really, believe you you know what? I, that was all true because, you know, but I, I could make things up. If you say things with conviction. It's true. Pretend, yeah. You never know. The hook will so, bring you back. Yeah. The blues traveler says. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> God, that, that album came out in 1996. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. I don't know why you know that either. Uh, yeah. Weird. I don't know. Sorry. So, yeah. So here we are. It's the middle of the night. This is a really good time to remind everybody that if you have made it this far in the podcast, we really appreciate it because this is a podcast by fans for fans. And we love The Walking Dead just as much as you do. But most of the time we're just riffing on random things. So if you have things that you want us to talk about, uh, Wednesdays are the days that we, te- we typically have the, uh, the podcast. It's kind of like a, a, hod- a hodgepodge. I don't know. What's that? What's that category on Jeopardy? Potpourri. Potpourri. Yes. It's a potpourri (laughs) of subjects within the Walking Dead universe. And so we never really know like where we're going to end up and and we can have all kinds of weird conversations and it's, it's generally, I hope it's entertaining, but um, possibly even educational, but uh, yeah. Yeah. This one got a little silly. So I I hope people still liked it, but I think, you know what? We had good information. We had good information. Yeah. But hey, you know what? Maybe we'll do like a SAT word one. We'll just throw out random SAT words sometimes just to, <laughs> you know, help people. We want to help people like the Fear the Walking Dead people. We want to help Maybe. you with your vocabulary lists. 
So we'll just throw out random words that you should know. <laughs> That'll impress your friends. But you anyway, go. the point is leave us reviews, leave us feedback, uh, send us questions on when, like you can hit up, um, Adam, what's your Twitter handle? MN Viking zombie. That's an easy one to remember because he likes both the, the zombies and the Vikings. So it's true. So you can find him in either one of those, those areas. And I'm going to self-promote it for a second. Yes. Because I hope that uh, if you guys are into gaming, you'll go over and check out MN Viking Zombie on Twitch, where I just got affiliate status. So now I can accept bits and donations. And I can have my own little emoticons. I've got one of my cat, which is amazing. So yeah, if I play Fall Guys. I play Jackbox games. So hopefully if you guys are into that, it's going on in. Yeah. And you know what? That is a great place. If you do not know what Fall Guys is, because I don't, you can go look at Adam's Twitch page because Chandler Riggs plays it. So if you're like following Chandler Riggs, like, and you want to know what he's talking about, go talk to Adam because he can tell you. I can explain it. So that's a, that's a really good point. And uh, I think it's a reflection of all of the varied interests across the walking dead universe, because there are many and we all have different interests and different things. And so it's fun when we can share them. We can make them cross over. Like oh, my for use, sure. My useless trivia. <laughs> Maybe and one my day. wrestling diversion. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's, people love wrestling too. So it's, you know. I was just thinking maybe I could sneak in some Shakespeare when we do an Ezekiel appreciation episode. That's true. So, or we could do this and talk about walking dead for five, 10 minutes and make the rest big brother. <gasps> we could do that too. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be really fun. So if you guys like any of this, just throw us some ideas, send us questions. Wednesdays, potpourri day smells good and sounds good. Yeah. Just toss us some that. questions. I, I love talking about what you guys are, are, what's on your mind. Because I'll be honest, I have like a one track mind, maybe two if I'm hungry. <laughs> so help me out. Yeah. And, and you never know, like you might have a question that somebody else has also, and they're afraid to ask. So, you know, it's always fun to see what people are wondering and what people are curious about. And you know, the countdown has begun. We're almost to the end of August and September Ooh. will be here. And that means one month until the show's return. So it's time to get excited and hyped and ask questions. And, you know, we can talk about recaps and all sorts of stuff. So let us know. For sure. And uh, so, and make sure above, among, above all, make sure that you uh, subscribe if you like what we're doing, because subscriptions mean that we're doing something right. It means that you want to hear us and you want to keep hearing us. It tells the people above us that we're doing okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, if it, you know, again, just, uh, just make sure you're doing those things and we appreciate it. We really do. And, um, I'm not ready to enter. I, I believe I have a really, really exciting interview coming this Sunday and I just need to lock it down. And, uh, it's a current cast member. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. It's one I'm a little uh, jealous of. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, so, and, and, and that is a reminder you, you've seen, we've, we've already talked so far with Coleman Domingo, Karen, David, Alexa Nysonson, Johnny O'Dell. Like we we're, we're talking with a lot of really cool people. So, uh, you know, those subscriptions also help us to make sure that we can get even more fun people because everything is a numbers game. So numbers help us to do really cool things for you. So that is the end of my spiel. Adam, do you have anything else you would like to say to the people before we leave? No, but I would like to tell you, thank you for bringing me back again. Uh, I say at every show 
that I don't know why you keep bringing me back because I, I'm not sure what I really add to all this, but I'm here. I, I'll say stuff. I usually end up saying stuff that I regret. Uh, <laughs> don't this week worry, it's, it's just out wrestling in the stuff. now. <laughs> right. But I'll come back as many times as you invite me. So if you want to, we'll make this happen again. Yes, as in next Tuesday, Wednesday-ish in that weird vortex of late night hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is it for now. And um, for Adam and I, I want to thank you for joining us. And as always, we want you to stay safe, wash your hands, please. And as always, watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.